0004. Good evening, lovey doveys. This is Eric Wright, aka Paris, aka Gingy, aka Frankenstein, Millwright, Paris Island, you know, the man of nicknames, I would. But it is actually now Saturday morning. But we still get that Friday night fever. We're going to run. The date is March 19th. I said last week, March 19th. It was March 12th. Correction, I got ahead of myself. Coming into the close of our first series for this podcast. The series I'm going to run will be quarterly, which will be every three months on a subject. This first subject was an introduction about myself what the podcast is about what we're talking about and the things that that will flow into as we go along so as we come to a close in this march season in new england last two weeks i would like to talk about myself let us get to know me better who we're talking to and we'll move on from there the title of this podcast if If you have made it into the room and are here, you've seen that it's Frankie's Gingerbread. Reason being for that is I identify with Frankenstein and Gingy from Shrek. If you notice on my handle, G-I-N underscore G-E-9, Gingy. A lot of people call it Gin and not complete the the idea of it. You know, we're in this fast-moving hardcore paced world now nobody really goes into detail with things and as we discover i like to get into details i like mysteries i like quizzical types of things just figuring things out and and reading into it for what it's worth some people can be very creative uh for instance back in the day when the chat rooms were brand new on the internet and we were able to interact with one another through the computer systems that were being given to us in 1985, 1987. Some of y'all may know what I'm talking about. It was uh, interesting to be able to do that and it got boring very quickly because the room scrolled so fast. So if you weren't engaging with someone You were trying to figure out ways to be creative. Emojis weren't even a thing. They were just being discovered how how we were able to learn how to put things together from our pages and uh, learn how to to speak in a different kind of way. But now that we had this new text venue and it was alive, we did things differently. And I would always, whenever I got bored in the rooms, I would write backwards. And people would be like, what is it that you're saying? And it would just to encourage activity, engage um, conversation, which was it was cool to me. And anybody who saw me doing it thought it was pretty cool, too. And then it just set off and became a thing for some of us. So you'll recognize as we go along that I just like to entertain a different style of doing things. I like to to be to be a true creator. I like art, 
and glass etching and just being different and having a different type of setup and just being very creative and artistic engineering uh, you know we have uh, my family is just engineer made most of the younger generation that didn't even know my grandfather who raised me are now engineers in the current world with um some of their jobs and so forth which is quite cool so on with it frankie's gingerbread what does that mean that is packed I identify with Frankenstein and Gingy's Gingerbread Man because they are just pure energy. You know, Frankenstein was very, it didn't make any sense to me growing up. I was like, he's ugly, he's just why? Why is he even a part of this horror culture that we were, us 80 kids were raised up in? And, uh, it just absolutely did not make sense to me growing up. And it wasn't even just until recently after I became a Christian, accepted life, accepted Jesus Christ into my heart as my life. I realized watching Mary Shelley's Robert De Niro's Frankenstein, which is amazing. I suggest to watch it because it tells a different story. If you're paying attention and you have a heart with good intent to be well and to do the best that you can with the gifts and talents that you have been blessed with by our Lord God. You'll understand Frankenstein's story. And that's why any of my true loved peoples, people that I link up with mentally, I'll relate to them as Frankenstein. Like, you have to be someone in my life to be a part of that Frankenstein crew. And there's a very few. I, I couldn't tell you five off the top of my head. But it's important because it's my thing. And, and my thing is the creativity, encouragement, and well-being of my village my tribe that's what we all do we try to to relate to our villages and our tribes cities have issues due to the fact that it's hard to establish a tribe it's very free-flowing it's very wide open tribes have boundaries tribes have areas one tribe may want you to take your shoes off before entering the village. Another tribe may not care if you wear shoes, but you have to take your hat off. So these cultural differences, these, these ways of being, is important to be established and well with understanding of what we're trying to do. It's not easy. Any good thing, anything that is worthy, that demands respect and understanding that has an alpha standature should be understood and have lines every drawn line is important because it just tells you where to stand and how to stand and and how to delegate that line don't kick sand in my face because that means you, you're not only stepping over my boundary lines but you're, you're kicking it in my face like you're 
disrespecting it. And it's just important so that we slow things down for a better understanding. I digress. The Frankenstein in the Mary Shelley's that touched me in such a way, a way I came to relate to that because I, you know, I had already chosen Gingy as my handle and that made sense to me. And those two correlated together with Gingy was torn apart by, you know, the muffin man. And now he's got stitches to hold them together. But, you know, through those trials, it made him stronger and he was very charismatic. I've always been fast all my life, always one of the fastest on my teams. So, and if you know the gingerbread story, if you don't, I'll give you a brief rundown right now. The gingerbread man was made came to life and got away because they wanted to eat him i'm not going to in-depth the story i'm just going to give you the rundown so he ran away and they just weren't able to catch him eventually he had an uh not an altercation but he had a engagement with the fox and that was the end of that story I mean, he was a gingerbread man. What would you do if you were hungry and crafty and have the mindset of something that is able to? You're going to get you're going to eat Frankenstein. That story is amazing because you have Frankenstein, who was created in almost a, a spiteful mindset to stop something that somebody felt was bad, which is actually the total opposite. And I love it because it has so many demographics that I can use as a part of my storyline to evangelize, to, to encourage, to show those why my life is amazing in the name of Jesus Christ. And it's a part of that creation. Frankenstein was taken from many different pieces, stitched together, and charged with life. He was brought back to life, which any Christian who knows, and if you don't know, if you're not a Christian you're here, understand it's a second life. You give your life to Jesus Christ, you have a second chance at doing things differently because we're forgiven of our sins. Jesus Christ died on the cross to forgive us so we can be forgiven of our sins. Now, Jesus Christ's first purpose on earth was to alleviate the traditions that were abused. These traditions are seen in the Bible. They were abused by the Pharisees and the tax collectors to to fill their pockets, to, you know, hold down the people in a way that benefited them, which did not glorify God, which did not honor what the Bible told. So Jesus came first to alleviate those traditions. Trust and rely in me only. We don't need to climb into a box. 
with another human being and tell them all of the things that we've done wrong. We don't have to wait six days and and stack up all of our sins and and try to remember them all, write them down, and then bring it. It just that doesn't make any sense. That's not the way Jesus wants a relationship with us. That's nonsense. It's it's the traditions that were abused by the Pharisees and the tax collectors that Jesus came to alleviate. When Jesus came, these things became null void. Now people say the the popular term is God knows my heart. Okay, fair enough. But that doesn't encourage that's not, you know, uh uh a wild card in the Uno stack, that's not your golden ticket to the chocolate factory so that you can continue in sin. That's not how that works. But people like to use that same way people like to pull one scripture from an entire chapter and use that to, to put a stamp on their case. It just doesn't work that way. Anybody who knows better knows better. And here's the thing. Jesus said a few things while he was on the cross just before he died. And one of them was, forgive them, Father, for they do not know of what they do. And that's important because when you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're relying on your own way. You're carrying the sandbags of sin to Satan's play uh, sandbox in the playground that, that he runs. And and that weight, if you can imagine carrying 50-pound sandbags, two on each shoulder, man, that's a lot of weight. That's a lot of heavy to carry. That's too much for us to handle. Jesus gave his life on the cross so that we don't have to do all that. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, you're able to drop those sandbags with the understanding of faith and love and joy and peace. Faith, love, joy, and peace. Those things come when you open your heart in faith and give your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Repent your sins and do the best that you can with your gifts and talents. Everything changes because now that forgive them, Father, for they do not know that goes because now you're opening up a door to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That understanding, you are becoming the overflown cup that he pours into our hearts. Now your conscience, that little voice, becomes clearer. And the more you delve into the Bible, and the more you develop a relationship in your prayer life, and, and that communal mentality with your spiritual welfare the clarity the peace the well-being it all starts to tie in to your shoes that shoelace you're starting to thread it the way it's supposed to be now you're lining up the laces so they're nice and even on the face and they're looking good and then you tighten them at the top so that it fits but it's not suffocating your foot and now you can run. You can run as fast as you've ever wanted to. You can be as strong as you needed and balanced and well. 
You can do things that you were not able to do on your own because those shoelaces have now settled those shoes to fit around your feet appropriately so that you can balance and run and walk and and jump and step and do exactly what you need to do to move well, fast, slow, whatever, whatever you need, you're able to do it in comfort. Step on a nail, not straight dead on, but that shoe might, you know, bounce it off. You know, your capabilities in a shoe with Jesus as your shoelaces changes everything. Now you're not just running on your own. Tongue flopping out, foot flying out, tripping, you know, the shoe, you know, everything. It's it's messed up. It's the same as them, but the cake analogy we talked about. You know, the cake will be great if you follow the instructions. If you, you don't have to dead, deadline them, you can come up with your own way. But there's a base necessity to understand that flour, that sugar, those eggs, everything that, that has to go in its place, a pinch of salt. You know, it, it, you, you have to have those specific measures. You know, you don't have to put 85, 87, or 80, uh, 93 gasoline in your car, but you have to choose one of them. Definitely can't put diesel in there. Unless it's a diesel engine. They're, those instructions are extremely important. Most of us deem them not necessary. You have an instruction manual that's sitting in your glove compartment. Or in your junk drawer in the house. That is as brand new as when you bought that car. Whether it was a used vehicle or a new one. It's sitting the same way it was. Nobody reads those instructions. But they are important. And the more you learn, the more you understand, the more you become one with yourself and understanding. The more you want to engage with these things so that you can build a better relationship with everything in your life. Jesus empowers a better relationship with everything in your life. And that's all Frankenstein wanted. He had this creator who created him. And the creator said, Ah, oh, I think I made a mistake. Now this has nothing to do with God. This is different. This is my thing. Um, and, and shunned him. The only thing Frankenstein wanted was love and to be a part of a community. In this movie, you know, he he did something for a family. They, you know, he learned from them. And and he did nice things. And and they were like, "Oh, it's this is amazing. This is amazing. This is incredible." And he did everything he could with the gifts and talents that he came to be. But when people saw him, they ran in fear and, and wanted to kill him. Wanted to get rid of him because of his looks. And I, I relate with that. You know, it's always been that way all my life. I'm, I'm five foot four. I look like a runt, like uh, that story with the, uh, the street cat. 
I love that story. I cry my eyes out with that story every single time. The, um, what's it called? The Stray Cat. I'll remember eventually, but and I'll post it. I've posted it on my Instagram. But, uh, the Ugly Cat. That's what it's called. The Ugly Cat. It, you know, the world will judge based off of what I call the white picket fence syndrome. And it's really sad. It's really sad because the ones that are being put in dark places understand that they need to become light. You know, and it's we can't light our own. We can't light our own. We we're not capable. The creator has given us the ability to do so. But we need the instructions to understand how. And this is all relative to me. This is all how I understand things. This is how I, I relate. Um, you know, I was put in a very dark place or I was introduced to a dark place and, and shown that this is the way it is. This is how it is. This is... You know the white picket fence. If you if you're not taller than five foot seven, you can't donate sperm so people can have babies and so forth. It, like the rules of society are quite disgusting, and this is kind of why we are where we are, which is really really sad. I related with Frankenstein when I had seen the part. When he, he was helping the family that was teaching him how to speak, he was learning from, and he wanted to be a part of their life. They they were they were living what you would call the American dream, you know, and he wanted to be a part of that because they had love, you know, they would celebrate life together and pray together and encourage each other. And the father was blind, and they just they did everything that they could to help one another out. And when they started becoming famished in, in the time of the cold and didn't have enough food, he was able to help them out, but he stayed disclosed because he didn't want to... I don't know if he, I, if he was ashamed or afraid, but then when he was encouraged, you know, when he had enough courage to come forth, they freaked out and, and they shunned him and all he wanted to do was be loved and be a part of this community and he was constantly just being just pushed towards the cliff <laughs> and i relate to that because that's how my whole life has been i had someone very important still you know still alive there tell me and i i love them like i their honesty their raw honesty is is why i love them so much why i hold them so dearly they had said to me eric you were born alone you will die alone and that statement resonated with me and that was before i had seen the frankenstein and it made sense to me i'm like oh, yeah you know now i know in the world her statement was true. It's fact. I was born alone and I will die alone because I'm a different breed. People don't know how to accept me. Very Frankensteinish. Uh and it's not easy, you know, it's it's very difficult because 
we look for communal relationships the way we're living with society now and you know the this pandemic added to it but pulling away from the malls and i just watched the blockbuster next netflix thing i'm crying half of the time just because of the nostalgic understanding that the social value we rely on so much as a community as a tribe in a village is diminishing it's dissipating it's gonna continue to tear us apart as a society that's not good that's not how it's supposed to be but i always do the best that i can to be the best that i was made to be and now that i understand what that is worth it changes it changes things you know you you get exiled for so long you get put in that dark corner for so long you reach out for the instructions and you start reading them and they start making sense because that's what you truly need it's the only thing you have you learn how to create a light the light that you're meant to be and that changes everything especially when you know who gave you the power to create that light to be that light who your creator is when you read the basic instructions before leaving earth the bible it doesn't make sense until you give yourself to jesus christ and in that relationship doors are opened you're able to see things differently and it's work it's always always work you can't have the body that you imagine to be well unless you go to the gym and develop it work at it frankenstein was not able to learn how to read and 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 speak other than sitting there listening and paying attention and putting these things together so my resonance my my frankenstein gingy thing is the fact that they were not self-made they were made by a creator and empowered by what they were meant to be in this world. So the big thing with them is that the world denied them and shunned them and and called them and belittled them. And they were able to get past that, learn from it, and be well with it. The difference is that I understand being a human and alive and real, where those are just stories, they they do have a, a, a relative value. Me, being who I am, understanding that I will never really be one with the world. I never really was. And that worth has to do with me being one with Jesus Christ. And the only way that I can be good light in the world is by 
given my life to Jesus Christ so that he can continue to pour wax and and give me the the wick the ability to 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 feed the light that I am looked am sought after excuse me to be the light that I'm sought after to be you can't move well in the darkness you need a light and we are meant to be lights it was the same thing I was thinking the other day I said nobody's the day before i was driving i didn't let somebody go cross over the lane and i looked and i was like oh of course the person behind me didn't do the same thing and then the next day i thought about it i was like no wonder why they didn't sit well when you're meant to be light nobody else is going to light up the area that you're lighting you have to be the light. You have to be leadership. Being an alpha, being a, a kingdom man, being a shepherd warrior on the front lines for God requires me to hold my armor, to keep it well, to keep it tight, to be able to, to move diligently the way I was created to move. Nobody can do that for me. Nobody can lift my left or my right foot up for me. Only I could do that so long as I'm allowed to, to keep my nerves and the nerve ending, everything intact. And that's all just doing the best that we can while we have it, while we're here. But I would like to read some scripture that relates to the subject at hand and learning more about me. In the ending of our first series, which is short because I didn't start until March, but We're off to a good start. So, let us read. I am starting off in Daniel. This is a new international version. We are reading Daniel chapter 10, verse 18 and 19. This is my life verse. When I became a Christian, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I was inspired to pick a life verse. And I prayed on it two weeks before I was being baptized. And uh, Daniel, a friend of mine, Dan, came to mind. And I was like, oh, there's a Daniel in the book. And I flipped open a Daniel and up came chapter 10, verse 18 and 19. Let's read. This is the New International Version. Word of the Lord. Again, the one who looked like a man touched me and gave me strength. Do not be afraid. O man highly esteemed, he said, peace. Be strong now, be strong. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Speak, my Lord, since you have given me strength. Amen. That's my life for us. And I I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I feel empowered when I read it. People are like, well, how do you not have your life verse memorized? And I'm like, you know what? For some reason, going into the book, into the physical book, and and feeling that page and being able to read it, and then just going into the rest of the scripture that's wrapped around it is important to me. It it tightens up the stitches. (laughs) It uh, allows me to recharge those bolts, if you would. Gives me the the frosting on my knees to move a little bit quicker. Lace up them laces, you know what I'm saying? 
Uh, the other scripture which I've been leaning on for a little bit over a year now, which is from Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. As uh, you all may have heard me say it once or twice and probably will hear me say it a few more times, which I will continue. Will, I will certainly do so because I love it. it. It's so impactful. It just it resonates heavily. It's very easily understood. Matthew chapter chapter 5 Matthew chapter 5 alone if you want to start somewhere in the bible you can start at Matthew chapter 5 it may not make a lot of sense but it's very empowering it certainly will light a fire if there isn't one there Matthew chapter 5 verse 37 i'm going to read it let's just read it and then i'll explain reads like this simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. I love it because it's just so base. It's so simple. It sits right there. There's no maybe I'm thinking about it. I'm on the fence. I want to do what I want to do. And then, you know, when I go to die, I'll be like, Jesus, I accept fire insurance. The pastor says it all the time, fire insurance. Like That's just not, you know, that's not a relationship. It, it's not religion. It's not. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. So Christians that may be listening, understand this. We should be able to immediately understand who's who because when you sit by the basic instructions before leaving earth and you have a relationship with jesus christ there's a demand for yes and no if i'm having a relationship with you and we're in the middle of a conversation we need face to face why is when people are getting heavy and hot in 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 discussion there's a demand for eye contact because that's a part of the relationship at the time that is necessary. I want you to understand what I'm saying. This is why I started this podcast. So we have this, these vocals. We have this understanding, this relationship, this development. I want you to feel me. I want you to, I want you to hear my breath when I'm thinking about something. Because that's important. You know, Frankenstein wouldn't have been all that great. If those stitches didn't hold together, would have looked like a bag of jello. You know, there there are formulas, there are recipes that are necessary. And it takes the instructions to understand what those things require to be put together well. A relationship demands understanding. Just like we demand understanding in things you know if someone says to you hey let's go we're gonna go for a ride what's the first thing you're gonna say where are we going what time what do i need to wear everybody's questions are a little bit different but the recipe still stands the same the question is what's the point what is a b and c the beginning the base and the end that that that's a part of a relationship you need to understand some people may not ask, and, and that's just because your relationship's more solid. Those who don't ask have a different kind of relationship. That's an intimate relationship. That is muy importante. It is very important. It's important to understand. It's important to, to dwell within. 
The last scripture I'm going to read is from Proverbs 27:17. And this reads, "As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another." Why is that important here? Because that's the point of my life. I don't want you in my kitchen unless you're holding the knife that's sharp. Because I'm not trying to bandage up a cut that is, is from a dull knife. That's not fair. One, why? Because that knife being dull is part of my responsibility for not allowing you to get hurt. And if it was dull and it's my kitchen, then I have allowed you to get hurt. Which means that my relationship is not very solid with you. I don't care about my kitchen. I don't care about the people who enter it. That's not fair to anybody. And that's not showing wellness and doing the best that I can with my gifts and talents. Because I'm not considering my brothers and sisters, my neighbor, as myself. As Jesus Christ considered the church. Love. Relationship. There is no relationship without love. All sin starts with selfishness. There is no relationship without love. Understand that. So if you tell me you love me. And you don't come by to see me, or we don't talk on the phone. We don't really have an, a relationship. We don't have an intimacy that, that is required. Anybody who knows me, if you know me, you understand. I require senses, all five of them. Not all the time, but certainly from time to time. I would like, I would like if I want a relationship with you, and I would, I would like that. I like to get to know people. I'm crying watching Blockbuster. Why? Because I understand that the world we're living in is is de degrading from true relationships. I can't tell you the last time I was at a mall. Well over a year. If not within eight months, it was definitely a year. And that's not COVID related. I'm, I'm talking about in general. I, I get a once a year span at the mall. Where we used to go and hang all the time. You'd have that feel. The, you, I mean, we don't know like we used to. Sounds are becoming distant. And that's the same thing in your relationship with Christ. It becomes distant when you don't engage in it. Just like our relationships with our peoples. These things become like a lynching you know frankenstein was chased out sought after to be killed because he was different and people didn't want to understand him they didn't want to develop a relationship with him Gingy had to run because he was a treat something to be eaten taken advantage of because of the way he looked don't judge a book by its cover engage in your relationships the best you can Engage in your relationship with Jesus Christ first, and everything will change from there. I'm going to wrap this session up. Thank you for chilling with me. I pray you well. If you all need anything, hit me up. I'll do the best that I can to answer any questions. If I don't have the answer, I will get it for you. Let's pray real quick. Call it a good morning because we are into Saturday. Thank you, Jesus, for this day and all the blessings you bestow upon us. I thank you for anybody who came on here and was able to, to settle up and, and listen for a little bit and hang out with me. I thank you for their lives. I ask that you allow any prayers, any unwellness, anything that they regard 
necessary in their lives to develop a better relationship with those they they would like to develop a relationship with that they allow you in first so that they have a peace and understanding and and just a wellness of of growing in life i thank you for all that you do lord and ask that you allow us to continue to to dwell on this fine earth that you created we're not about to be of this world but be on it and and do the best that we can to glorify your name i ask that you allow anybody with unwellnesses whether they be chronic or temporary just to 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 be able to rest and, and take in what's necessary to alleviate the issues and pray in your mighty name for wellness understanding peace and and clarity in any of those situations Pray for a hedge of protection for all my brothers and sisters and allow just wellness and blessings upon whatever prayers are given in your name. In your mighty name we pray on this fine weekend, ending close to March, going into a whole new season. We pray in your mighty name. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for stopping in again. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Be well. Take care. Bye-bye now.